Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights embark on a five-game road trip beginning with the game tonight in Washington against the Capitals. What are the VGK going to do with Laurent Brossois? And our prediction for the points, total points for this road swing. Hi again, everyone. Tony Crudasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You could find us on Twitter, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK. And please, by all means, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on VGK. So, Chris, the best part that I enjoy of these East Coast road swings, 4 p.m. Las Vegas face-off times. So we get the entire evening uh, to ourselves. Uh, the Golden Knights are going to be playing five games in the Eastern time zone over the next 10 days. And tonight they begin things in D.C. And the Capitals come off of a 3-2 to shutout loss last night in Carolina. VGK benefits once again. It's a back-to-back and the tail end coming up for the Washington Capitals tonight. And the Capitals are a team that is banged up as well. Uh, TJ Oshie out indefinitely, lower body injury. Um, He's going on the LTIR. Uh, You've got the defenseman John Carlson. John Carlson is out day-to-day with a lower body injury. Uh, It's just a mess there. They also join um, the injury list that includes Tom Wilson recovering from the ACL injury. He's been back on the ice. They don't know when he'll be back, but not tonight. Nicholas Backstrom is out. Carl Haglin, Connor Brown, all out this evening. And this is reminiscent of VGK a season ago. And yet uh, the Caps hang it in there. They have a record, uh, Chris, of 5-4-1, and one, but they've got six key players. All are out this evening. Yeah, they're not going to get any... Um... What's the word I'm looking to use? We're not going to feel. We're not going to feel too bad. It's What's not that? a pity party. Well, no, no, and it's not a pity party. No, and it's nothing against the Caps either. When I say that, just you know, with what BGK went through last year, you know, so far at least through the first uh, ten games, it's nice that the shoe is on the other foot right now. Look at the Washington's uh, results. Washington is having a very Washington year. Erratic, losing to Boston five to two, and then they got a three to one victory against Montreal. They go to Ottawa. I know that Ottawa beats them at home five to two. Kings, uh, de- Kings were defeated by the Caps four to three. The, the Devils beat the Caps. Oh, they run. I'm sorry. Caps beat the Devils six to three. But then a two nothing loss to Dallas. They beat Nashville three nothing. So Washington is very unpredictable. They can score goals. I don't care. As long as that, that, that guy named Ovechkin is out there, they're going to, they're going to score goals and you put them on the power play. You know, they can, they can shut them out five on five, but. If they give up three PKs, there's a good chance Ovechkin might score on two of them, and that could be the difference in a game like this. But yeah, Washington is hobbled. They went to uh, they went the distance last night, lost in the shootouts. So this is no different than some of the other back to back scenarios, right? I expect Washington to come out pretty hot in this one. I think they're going to have some energy and some excitement, and then from there it might kind of taper off. This is uh, the dreaded first game back from. Oddly enough, it was only a four-game road trip that was across eight eight calendar days. So very strange scheduling there. And then now they got the back-to-back against uh, the VGK. But there's a lot of things that play into the schedules. I'm sure Tony will uh, 
hit us on the scheduling uh, often throughout uh, throughout the season. And shout out to all the all the Twitter uh, interactions we had yesterday. Really fun day on Twitter. Great. We're going to talk probably more about um, the topics that got everyone pumped yesterday. But you know, just shout out to everyone chatting with us on Halloween and having a good old time. I was out trick or treating for the most part yesterday, just by myself. So uh, I wore this hat too, and I went as a baseball player. Alex Ovechkin, the Ovi shot last night. My, oh, my. When he loads up there from that circle on the left side, it's done. And he went uh, to the short side of the goaltender last night. Uh, also, Dylan Strome had a goal, a name that you're familiar with. And uh, Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper is now the goaltender, the number one uh, for Washington, for the Capitals between the pipes last night. So I'm wondering if that means that Charlie Lindgren, will be in that tonight, just a couple of games in a 3.09 goals against average. So here's the schedule. So VGK, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. Very manageable, very manageable for the VGK. No back-to-backs on this road swing. And so I'm just curious what you feel the goalie rotation might look like here for the Vegas Golden Knights going into this five-game set on the East Coast because you want to keep your goalies fresh. And we'll talk more about the third goalie in the mix, Laurent Brossois, coming up later on. So looking at the schedule right now, LT is going to go today. I think that's a given. I mean, I could see it going, looking at the next six games, here's a prediction I'll make. I'll say LT goes tonight and Thursday against Ottawa. Saturday, Hill goes against Montreal. And then we'll do the same thing. We're going to rinse and repeat it Tuesday and Thursday, Toronto-Buffalo-LT, and then Saturday when they come back home against the Blues, which is always a fun game. Whenever, go look at just previous games when the Blues and, and uh, Golden Knights play each other. Just always crazy things happen as far as scores, comebacks, and just always a fun time when the Blues come. But I'll predict Hill goes up. Uh, Hill, Hill's going to get the, net the next two Saturdays. That, that That's the prediction. Okay, so we'll have Hill there. So probably five-game road swing, 3-2. Logan Thompson? Yeah. Annette? I think so. I, okay. I think I think everything is three to two for the next six or so games or so. We'll talk about that <laughs> oh, in a little bit. It's getting crazy uh between the pipes in Vegas and VGK Go figure. has an overall regular season uh record against the caps of six and two. I can't believe that they've only played eight games. It's kind of surprising. Two, two games, two game, two games a season against the East. Yeah. Okay, but earlier on, yeah, they didn't play them. Okay, so anyway. Bubble, any COVID. Event, yeah, COVID, et cetera, right. And so um, last season, they had uh, a shutout, uh, VGK. That was the game where we saw um, the Panda in between uh, the, the net there, uh, 34 saves. Michael Amadio um, had uh, scored the goal from, I think it was Howden in that first game, one nothing VGK. First time that the Caps were shut out in 48 games. I just remember that game on the East Coast, and VGK played so gritty in that contest. I think they went to Carolina maybe the next night, um, something like that. And then the 4-3 uh, win here in Vegas, Shea Theodore uh, with the <laughs> overtime goal. Any line shuffling ahead for the Golden Knights uh, tonight? Um, Kolasar should be back, right? I've, yeah, I mean, I would say option A, Colasar comes back. We go back to our standard four lines that we've had, and we get our energy fourth line back, which has not been an energy line the last few games. And I'm not knocking them. It's just not what the chemistry of those three particular players has been. 
So hopefully Colasar, his sickness is gone. He's able to dress for tonight's game. We get all four of our regular lines back. Otherwise, if Colasar is not going to go, you keep everything as is. You keep decision in the lineup. You keep uh, the bottom six the way they've been because it's been working. And, you know, outside of what the goalie rotation is scheduled to be, you don't mess with a, a winning formula right now. And they're eight and two. Don't overthink this, especially against a Caps team that we should be able to handle, not knocking the Caps by any means. They're, they're a fantastic franchise. And, you know, um, you mentioned earlier the, the Ovechkin slap shot on the, on the power play. Uh, folks, we were at the Silver Knights game on Saturday and I caught a replay of a Brisson scoring on a power play. And he was from the opposite circle because he's a lefty where Ovi's a righty. But it was a fantastic one time where he just cranked up, followed through, got down almost down to his knee as he was taking the shot. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about Brisson's shot last year and it seems like Brisson is a little, you know, farther behind the NHL pace right now. But that dude's got a shot. That dude has a friggin' cannon. And I'm not saying Brisson, Slats, Ovechkin mention him in the same sentence, but they do have a similar scoring touch. And if Brisson can develop his five on five game, maybe, uh, you know, puts more meat on the bones, that type of thing, Brisson will have a fantastic NHL career where he is scoring a lot of goals on the power play. I uh, wanted to know, now that you mention it, so where is Brendan Brisson playing now? He was on the third line at one point earlier this season. He's been moving around. Um, my perspective about Brisson, honestly, is he has not been very noticeable. Um, and that's unfortunate because we, we were all very high on him. And even last year at the end of uh, the season, there were you know inklings of him possibly even coming up soon, like to help the team and, with all the injuries and stuff like that. And you know, no disrespect, but you know, he just is not as far along, I think, as we might have hoped. Um, you know, he comes in right from college, he hits the ground running, gets a few goals, and then the AHL season is over, unfortunately. And now maybe there's some growing pains happening. Now it's his first full-time, uh, you know, as a professional, you know, paid athletes and dealing with AHL competition and practice and at game speed on a daily basis. It's not an easy adjustment for anybody. Some people do it quicker than others. And Rasan will be there at some point. Will it be this year? I don't know if I'm going to go that far yet, but he has not been nearly as noticeable as some of the other HSK players, unfortunately. That flight from Charlotte, I looked it up. A uh, flight from Charlotte to D.C. is only an hour and seven minutes, but it was a very physical game. I watched a, a lot of that game last night, and, yeah, they were just – it was a really uh, – one. it was a tough game where it was just a grind them out sort of game. Thank you, you go to OT. <laughs> then you go to yeah, then you go to the shootout. So we'll see what the kind of legs uh, Washington will have in the game. I think this is a battle of the bottom six. Uh, I think the top two lines more or less might neutralize each other, uh, but Washington's pretty strong in their bottom six. And VGK, I think it's a night for that third line to step up more or less. Yeah, no doubt, Tony. Whoever the third line is going to be, and I still think the third line, even what we talked about in the summer and stuff like that, the third line I think is possibly the most important line to the Vegas Golden Knights. You have your top two lines are going to score. And obviously Stone Eichel and Stevie, they are just friggin' uh, clicking right now. And the Misfits are back together. We, we got the band back together just, uh, you know, six games into the regular season, which has been, has been proven to be just fine. And before Colasar's injury and we, we, and the bottom six got shaken up that line of uh, Kessel, Amadio, and um, was it Howden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Howden, Kessel, Amadio, 
they were uh, starting to put some pucks in the net as well. So, you know, for right now, line three seems to be doing their part. And line three is going to be, it's not just a VGK thing. It's going to be the tough thing for any team in the NHL in the salary cap era. I mean, VGK is right up against it, or I think Tony said within $16 of it on yesterday's show or something like that. And, you know, so the third line is the line that's always going to be tough. You have to decide if it's going to be, you know, if you're going to try and make a scoring line, which is going to be very tough for any any third line. You have to decide if you want to make it a tough, gritty line, which is also tough because you don't want to sacrifice the defense. So you got to try to find a hybrid, make it a tough line to play against, but you got some scoring. That Howden, Amadio, they can take away your ice and be a little tough to play against. And Kessel does have the scoring touch, whether it's passing or now scoring lately. Coming up next, VGK could potentially have a goaltending problem of sorts. What will they do with their rotation? Laurent Brossois, he is back. He's uh, conditioning with the Silver Knights. We'll talk more about this. We've got a lively discussion ahead on Lockdown Golden Knights. <laughs> I've thought about securing my home a little bit more. And if you're looking at uh, securing your home with home security, you have to make sure that you don't put it off. We want you to listen up right now as Locked On VGK listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That's right, 50% off. This is the biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. What I like most is Simply Safe's advanced technology, whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras, the wide variety of high-tech sensors. It's all of those things. And Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. And it's for a third year in a row. Simply Safe is a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, for every window, every door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, and unlock for a guest access to your cameras or adjust your system settings. It's really a superior system in home security. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend here on Locked On Vegas Golden Knights. Get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash <laughs> uh, locked on NHL. It just says URL here. Sorry. <laughs> at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL or a URL, whatever comes first. There's no safe like simply safe. Welcome back. Chris, did you write this, this content today? This copy? I might have. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights. Uh, we appreciate you making us your first listen every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Make sure, please, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on VGK URL. URL just, like, pops up in the copy. Uh, so, in any event, uh, Chris, so we knew that Laurent Brossois was about to return to active duty for the VGK and on the roster sometime soon. And on Monday, Monday, the Golden Knights announced that Brossois will now be lent 
to Henderson on LTIR conditioning. It's very rare. I haven't heard. Okay. In any event, uh, Rossois had that offseason surgery, uh, record of 10, 9, and 3, 2.90 goals against average last season. He also had that hip injury as well. I thought it was a knee at first. It was a hip, had uh, the same sort of injury um, as Robin Leonard had, uh, except only one hip. Uh, he wasn't hip enough to have two. But in any event, uh, so now we have, we're going to have some issues here, right? Um we have to wonder who the odd man out will be. Will there be an odd man out? The loan allowed for just six days or three games to be played, right? So the way that I see it, and we had there was a lively discussion that I wish I could have taken part in. I was really busy in the afternoon, but uh, I, I was just reading through and glancing through all of the uh, the comments from the fans and our friends out there. But, okay, so, again, it's – Six days or three games for Brossois, right, with the Silver Knights. And they'll play at Bakersfield, I think, this weekend. And there's a chance that Brossois could be a net. Is that correct? Uh, the Silver Knights are here on Saturday against somebody. Oh, is it um, here against Bakersfield? Yeah, they're, I'm 99% sure they are That here might bolster the attendance Saturday. if it's here. Yeah. So in any um, event, so what are your thoughts about, you know, him, his return, uh, getting back in the fold? Does VGK play with three goalies? It's it's funny. So I just I just chuckled that um you know this is a pretty not a big not a big deal right now, but anytime there's a goalie anything like it's just like by our, all of our social interactions yesterday, it shows that people are still sensitive to the goalie situation with the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to make sure I say that the appropriate in the appropriate manner. So yeah, something has to happen. We are at our roster limit, I believe when it comes to what's going to end up happening with um, with Brassois. He's been on IR, which does not free up any money, but it does free up a roster spot. So for the moment, we are maxed out on the roster. Something will need to change. And there's a couple different options that can happen. And I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about how I think Brassois will be used. And also, they can file for an extension where he can actually play up to two more games at the AHL level. I don't know the specifics beyond that, but I know uh, at some point the NHL starts sniffing around a little bit, but I don't think that would be an issue given the fact that Brassois has been on LTIR and hasn't been on the ice, I believe, since February, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they'll have no problem getting that extension should they uh, file for it. So what happens? A couple options. Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson's is, is Logan Thompson, pardon me, is still on a multi-way contract, meaning they could actually send him down to the AHL level. Now, does that mean I think they're going to send him to the AHL? He's going to be playing games, stuff like that? Absolutely not. But there could be a paper transaction where if he's not playing in a certain game, they can simply send him down to the AHL. That's one option. Uh, the other options, probably the more traditional path, is going to be uh, Paul Cotter. Uh, Paul Cotter is on a two-way deal. That changes, I believe, for the final two years of his contract. But Paul Cotter, uh, according to Cap Friendly, is still on a two-way deal in a couple of articles that I read. So you send Paul Cotter down, you let him get his time in the AHL and just to kind of continue to flourish. And then you kind of take a wait-and-see approach, right? I do think there is a plan for three goaltenders in in the Vegas lineup right now. I think we are going to see 
sometime in the late month of November or in December, all three goalies take the ice. And that's not only for an injury situation. I want to be clear about that. I think you will see Rassois get some time. Um, you read between the lines of what Cassidy is saying right now. Cassidy has mentioned that no goalie is going to not get a start right now based off of their performance. Or if they get a shutout, his words, and Logan Thompson's done it twice now, if they get a shutout, that doesn't mean they're going to take a start away from somebody. There is a schedule that they're sticking to, and I think it's probably penned all the way possibly until the end of the year. It's probably with a pencil, and it's very easily erasable. But I do think there's going to be a plan. You don't need to rush to make a move to ditch Brassois for two reasons. One, it hurts nothing to have him up with us. We have multiple ways we can keep our roster intact. So keep him here. We know what happens with injuries, folks. Let's go back to season one where, uh, you know, Dylan Ferguson wound up playing the third period of a game against, I believe, the, the Islanders because our other four goalies had all gotten hurt in the first, you know, 10 or 12 days or so. Of course, go back to last year with Leonard going down, with Brassois going down, and, you know, insert Logan Thompson. So you don't need to rush this because Hill or Thompson could pot, or Brassois, hopefully not, but one of those three goalies can get hurt again. Now you still have two goalies who are able to take the net on a semi-regular basis. And the last point that I'll make about this, if you trade Brassois right after the conditioning state, right for his conditioning stint, if he lights it up in the AHL, you're not going to get much of a return. You might get someone to take his full contract and future considerations. I'm sure that'll freak everybody out if that were to happen. One you year remaining? Some... Is it one year remaining on it? This is last year. I believe so, year. yes. I, yeah. I believe so. It was a two-year so. deal. Yeah. I believe yeah, so. Sure. So you wait. You don't need to take an aggressive approach to move him because, like, our situation is always changing. There's 31 other NHL franchises, 20 of which who are probably competing for, you know, a playoff position, and you have your cup contenders – Someone could go down, right? Someone could go down, and all of a sudden the value for Brassois could go from a sixth-round conditional future considerations deal to a fourth or a third-round a third round deal where you get a sprinkle of a prospect thrown into the mix or something like that. You never know. So doesn't doesn't need to be rushed. I will confidently predict all three goalies are playing games come December, and Brassois will remain a golden knight through as late as January. I don't think Pete DeBoer really was a fan of Brossois, and I thought maybe uh, they shelved him. They put him, you know, on the, the bench there a lot earlier, a lot sooner, I think, than uh, than some might have had expected last year. Again, you benefit from the luxury, right, of having your AHL team right down the street. And <laughs> more teams should do this because one of the things that I envision, Chris, is Logan Thompson – on his days off, you, you can send him to, to Henderson, right? Um, so to speak. So he has a couple of days off. He's still practicing with the VGK, right? Um, and then still in that same routine and rhythm. He never has to suit up for uh, the HSK. And and I think that things could, could work that way. I'm just concerned about how good is Laurent Brossois? I mean, again, one game over 500, 10, 9, and 3. Uh, and now we know, again, with goaltenders, yes, the hips do give out. Hips don't lie, as they say, I think. Isn't that the term? Okay, so in, in any event, remember he was giving up all those top shelf goals, so he wasn't moving, didn't have that mobility, and hopefully he's back and better. So, VGK, I just want to make sure that we're clear for all of our listeners and viewers. VGK has to get, 
I think, to that limit of 23 players or, or fewer, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, if I'm reading this right on Cap Friendly, 23 of 23 is the highest you can go, and that's where we're at right now. So once Brassois is officially uh, active again, he might have to get sent. But I think another thing I just looked at, and while I'm looking at this, quick shout-out to uh, Sh- uh, Shemrit. I hope I'm saying your name right, or Shea. And Saucy Last, we had a lot of fun interactions yesterday um, on Twitter, just going up and back about the goaltending situation. And it was pointed out how often that DeBoer was basically bus rolling the goalies last year and Brassois, for, for lack of a better term. I'm not saying Brassois didn't necessarily um, deserve it, but, you know, he was very critical of, you know, the goaltending situation in Brassois and Leonard as well. But definitely Brassois got a few um, unfortunate shout outs in the pressers. So, Another thing I'm looking at right now, Tony, is our roster size is 23 of 23, but our contracts are 50 of 50. Now, I don't honestly know if our contracts, if that includes uh, Brassois in the mix or not. My assumption is that it probably would. I'm assuming the contracts are the contracts at the NHL level, and then your roster size is the number that matters. So I'm assuming we're in a good spot there. Otherwise, yeah, they would have to possibly waiver somebody or you know, maybe someone at the AHL level that has, um, you know, that has a two-way deal or something, you you make a, make a small paper move or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's um, interesting times ahead. I mean, it took till November 1st, Tony, but we're, we're talking goalies already, even though VGK is eight and two. <laughs> Things were going so smoothly around here, of course. And they goalies, still are. And they nah, still are. It's a little bit of drama because now, uh, again, uh, just gotta see how it silver... plays out. Just got to see okay, how it plays so out. So the, the Silver Knight schedule, just FYI, uh, Friday, they're here against Bakersfield. Saturday, okay. they're uh, no, Friday, they're on the road at Bakersfield. Saturday, they're here against the Condors of Bakersfield, uh, here, um, at the Dollar Loan Center. Did you see the Barracudas game the other day where I forgot who they were playing? And at the very beginning of the game, they all dropped me, the my, mitts. Shout out to Ken across the street. He, he actually told me, uh, before the game, they, uh, they were throwing him. Yeah, it was great. I mean, they didn't even drop the puck, and everyone just went at it. Every single player was fighting. It was it was awesome. So, Tony, so, 10 seconds before you go. 10 seconds. Um, One of my favorite sports memories, folks, Chicago Wolves, 98, back when they were the IHL against the Detroit Vipers. Game 7 of the of – at that time, it was the Turner Cup Finals. Wendell Young takes exception because a player on the Vipers shot a puck into the empty net at the Allstate Arena or Rosemont Horizon at the time, both teams go in and out the same door on the south end of the ice. West end, east end. East end of the ice. Final answer, east end of the ice. And so what does Wendell Young do in game seven of the championship game? He goes after the entire the entire team. Lot, huge brawl ensues with half the players half-dressed. It's basically out there in their boxers and their underwear because they were changing between the warm-up and the game and stuff like that. Cops got everyone just, like, tackled and stuff, just an absolute melee. You can uh, YouTube Chicago Wolves Daring Greatly. I think it's episode six or seven or something like that. It'll it'll show you all that. So the Barracuda reference uh, brought that memory back. Okay, so you're Sean Burke and you're Bruce Cassidy with the VGK. How do you divvy up time? You would have to think, right, that – if they do go with a three goaltender system, again, Logan Thompson is still your numero uno goaltender. And he'll start, I guess, three, one, one. Would that be pretty much? Uh, I think something my, honestly, I think, I think going forward, 
while Brassois, once he's assuming everything work goes fine in Henderson and, you know, he gets his timing back in there and he's ready to go at the NHL level. I would assume Logan Thompson, my, my number is 45, 27, 27, something like that. So pretty close to three, one, one, maybe, a you know, a 2.5, a 1.3, <laughs> 1.1 or something like that. But there's times the schedule is pretty, you know, like, like looking at the week of uh, November 21st, you got a four game week right there. You got three games the previous week, three games the next week. Uh, December is basically every other day with one back to back. January is actually a, a pretty cushy, uh, a pretty cushy month as far as um, space between games, only one back to back as you would love to look at. And they get a nice little break in, uh, in late January and February. It looks like a, uh, like a 10 day break. Are you kidding me? Twenty mm. fourth to the seventh, there no, twenty eighth to the seventh, they're off. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Why are they taking that long of a break? Is that something every team gets this year? Am I is missing something? It? It's it's January. Is that what you said? January twenty eighth until okay. February seventh. Like all star break. All star break. Yeah, but that's like an all star vacation. It's not a break. That's that's a vacation. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, also real quick, Aiden Hill. Now, of course, do you think that he's a, a goaltender that's shoppable because of the way he stood up in that? No, no, you don't. So I think, I mean, listen, VGK has their issues with um, free agents and things like that. And I know there's been discussions and all, they're all awfully quiet now that VGK is doing well. Go figure, folks. But there's been concerns, you know, these weird articles that pop up from uh, whatever type of clickbait that you find on Facebook and stuff like that talking about VGK having a bad reputation to deal with, whether it's in trades or free agents coming. But trading Aiden Hill right now, after you sign him, you know, just months ago, that that's really bad form. A good buddy of mine, John Nordahl, pointed that out when I suggested moving on from Max Pacioretty, I think, between, between seasons two and three. You just don't. And now, obviously, Pacioretty versus Aiden Hill, there's a, a, a hierarchy as far as, you know, superstar and backup goaltender goes. But, you know, things are going well. Don't Trading Aiden Hill would not be the answer right now. And he's got a one-year deal, I believe. Ride it out, see what happens. Obviously, next year, we're, we, have, we have plenty of off-season stuff to talk about because Robin Leonard will be returning to a degree, and then obviously what's going to happen. So, you know, a lot of things happening right now, but Aiden Hill, LT, need to be on the roster all the way through the end of the year. And then Brassois, as long as uh, needed. Coming up next, uh, we'll take a look at our total point predictions for this road swing. Five games. How many points is 10 points up for grabs? How many points will VGK get? We'll make our predictions next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And thanks for making Locked On VGK your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Our guy, Chris Collick, he does the reports here locally for the VGK from around the valley. Ice rinks everywhere, wherever you could find a sheet of might, ice. Might be the car tonight. Might be driving when the game ends tonight. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis. From Chris and other locked on folks and only something that locked on can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Lockdown NHL, available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick, once again from Las Vegas. And 
We make our total point prediction now for this road swing. As we mentioned, uh, 10 points up for grabs. My line is in the six to six and a half point range. Not a tough trip, I don't think, because they do have spacing between games. Um, the weather's still okay. I don't think they're going to be hampered uh, from anything. Little cold fronts coming in from over here, Chris, up there, top of your screen. In any event, uh, again, you know, most of these teams that they're playing um, are at around the 500 level, other than the biggest surprise, Buffalo scored eight goals, I think, last night against Detroit. Um, and so I'm going with uh, either a three and two or a two and three road trip tonight in D.C. as Mr. Smith, Riley Smith, goes to Washington. Um, and then your guy, Tim Strong, we'll see him tonight. Um, and it's, again, um, it's a battle, of I think, of the bottom six, as we mentioned. Um, and then uh, on Thursday, so things are spaced out tonight in D.C., Thursday at Ottawa, team that's four and four. Um, and that's a, a team that's restructured. We'll have to see what happens in that game uh, Saturday at uh, at Montreal. And um, the Canadiens are five and four out of the gate. On Tuesday, they go to Toronto. They're four and four and a team that can't cannot hold the lead. And uh, and then uh, on the 10th of November, Thursday, they are at Buffalo. Eichel versus Tuck and all that hoopla. Uh, so I'm going to say that this team could wind up right at six points um in this in this road swing how about you chris i like i think five points is the number and if i'm going to handicap it probably the over on five is like minus 150 and if you're going to take the under it's like plus 110 or something like that i don't know i'm just throwing numbers out right now but tonight against washington i think it's a very winnable game washington is on the back off the back to back they're injured they're hobbled i think this is a good spot for vgk to start off the road trip the right way uh, looking ahead, Ottawa can be a weird place to play. Montreal, Toronto, Buffalo obviously is going to have plenty of motivation. So win tonight against Washington, sque- squeak by against Ottawa, maybe like an overtime winner or something like that. Montreal, VGK, I don't think has had great success in that building. So I think Montreal is going to handle us. I think Toronto is going to handle us as well. And Buffalo, that's obviously uh, the... The interesting matchup, and I think they go to overtime, and Alex Tuck scores the uh, the uh, GWGOTW or something like that, you know. So, win Washington, win Ottawa. Maybe Ottawa goes the distance as far as overtime or something like that. Lose Montreal, lose Toronto, lose overtime or a shootout to Buffalo. Two, two, and one. I'm fine with that. And then we got a nice uh, three game homestand: uh, St. Louis, San Jose, Arizona, and then Edmonton going. Two Edmonton and Vancouver, and then a nice uh, three-game cushy homestead against Ottawa, Seattle, Vancouver. Again, Washington tonight. Everything starts here. Again, 4 o'clock face-off time, which I absolutely love. Uh, I, see, I see either a 4-1 or a 4-2 final for VGK in this game tonight. How about you? I'm with you on that. And a bet that I've been making, folks, locally in one of the houses here, I've been betting the opposition to score under two and a half goals like every single hmm. game. And I'm gonna probably hammer that until you know ride a ride the horse until uh, until they buck you, right? So I'm gonna keep on uh, on pressing up on that one until I lose because I'm probably up four or five units on that. Like every you look back at the VGK schedule, right? They haven't given up more than three goals. Uh, Colorado on the 22nd, 
Calgary on the 18th, and then I believe the opener against the Kings. So, you know, you're, you're seven and three on that bet, folks. Now, you usually got to pay a little more juice sometimes for it, but you know, you're, you're in a good spot. And there's times it's been two and a half goals too, where you're actually going to get a little bit of plus money. Okay. We'll keep an eye on that. And uh, coming up tomorrow, we will recap the VGK versus the Capitals game. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. And again, our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to check out our YouTube channel at Lockdown VGK and please subscribe. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. All right, caps under two and a half plus 120. There you go.